Welcome back to the Man Catholic Podcast. I'm Steve Priest. I'm Thomas Wirtz. And I'm Brock Martin. Today we're talking about topics from the wives, how to prepare for marriage. This time. <laughs> What's up, ladies? Thomas can't help talking while I'm talking. Uh, he's like my soundtrack. It's really amazing. <laughs> so what we did is we asked our wives for five things about how we could have prepared better for marriage or how they would encourage other guys who are preparing for marriage yep, yep. Interesting. to prep for that. My wife gave me six. I am not surprised by that at all, <laughs> actually. Uh, <laughs> and they're long. I'm looking over at... Hindsight's 2020. It looks like she handed you that typed out printed paper, too. <laughs> like, it's color-coded. My wife was like... Underlined. My wife gave me one, and she's like, five... But you were pretty much perfect when we got married. Yeah. That's definitely not what happened. That's <laughs> not at all what happened. Okay, so we got a list. So yeah. each of our wives came up with five things that they yeah. would S- like or six. to five communicate or six. to men who are discerning marriage. Yes. Sweet. Yeah. So how do we want to do this? Let's just roll let's, through them. Let's, let's read them each off. And then we did find three that were in all of ours for yep. the most part. Yeah. Three and that so we'll we want to we want to dig into those. All right. Sound good? Are well, we going like first. one, I'll one, go first. one? No, I'll go first. So here's my five? list. Okay. Yeah, here's my list. Is that because you know Spanish you're going first? Yeah. So my wife was very excited to give me to give me <laughs> these for some reason. I like brought it up and she started rattling them up. And I was like, okay, slow down. <laughs> she's been bothering up for 15 <laughs> years. <laughs> type these into my phone here. Okay, so the first one. And it's funny because she reset this one two or three times. And I said, that's basically the same thing. So I'm not sure what she's trying to tell me here. But it was, in her words, regular and constant death to self. Mm. She said, and then she went on to elaborate. This means in eating, in sleeping, in hobbies, and and she kept going. I what said, the okay, that, I'm good. Doing, I'm good with that. <laughs> I'm good with that. So death to self. Apparently, I'm a very selfish human being. Okay, <laughs> I do hope to go watch some of the uh, Phoenix Open when we're done with this. Nice by myself in the basement with a beer. But death to self. So maybe I shouldn't do that. Okay, the second one was pray for the future spouse and children. This one this one was fun because I, I met Allie right in the midst of my conversion, and so I certainly wasn't praying, and I certainly didn't know that I should be praying for my future spouse. But then we found ourselves infertile for the first two years of our, of our marriage, and so for those two years we were praying regularly for our future children, and and we were blessed with Colby. And so that was, that was a fun one. Um, Can I comment on just— yeah. So that we so I got married later than I expected. I was thirty three, you know, just had took me a while to convince a girl. But the uh, I so for a long time I <laughs> offered my noon Angelus for my future spouse. So I, I think Allie, that was a great point. It was yeah. fun because our wedding was at eleven o'clock, so it finished around the noonish. So before we walked out of our wedding mass, we with everyone at we our wedding we prayed the Angelus. And, and she so realized the mistake. She that did. Is, I, well, okay. So I want to jump in too. In terms of dying to yourself, if you are engaged, one thing that Alicia and I did is we offered up our quest for chastity mm-hmm. for the purity and chastity of our kids. Uh, yeah. So when we were engaged, when there were moments where we're like, man, we would love to just go back and, you know. What? And Brock, what? You know Brock. what? <laughs> Finish the sentence. There were multiple times where we were able to say no, like for the sake of the purity That's and the great. chastity Sorry. of our kids. That's not funny. Your, your wife, That's wife is red right now. She's listening. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Alicia. You're it's a beautiful great woman. Ever. Okay, guys, I'm still on my list. Number three, build strong friendships with men. And I think this is this is a big one. And 
and we're going to get into this one. So I'm going to wait. I'm going to wait. Okay, number four. Be present to help and hang out with families. This one I thought was really interesting. Yeah. I think it was on one of your lists as well that that it's actually important to start to see what good family life looks like. So yep. you find a, a married family, married man with a family with kiddos, and you actually even offer to babysit or, or you know invite yourself over for dinner and, and help out and do dishes and, and just be a part of family life. I thought that was pretty yep. cool. And then the last one was get financially free. I don't know if I understood the the real concepts behind mm. credit cards. I had a lot of them in college. That doesn't surprise me. Yeah, and so we had to work through that when we got married. I just want to say I thought it was beautiful, you and Alicia, offering yeah, that. Yeah, that, that was cool, bro. Five security for your children. So that's that the last time we're going to compliment you. Why don't you go next? <laughs> All right. All right. So my list from Alicia number one was fasting slash disciplining the desires of the flesh. Like my first one. Yep, yep. And uh, I think that there's a lot of wisdom here. It's interesting that, that Allie used the words death to self, and Alicia was more about disciplining the desire the desires of self. But I think the, the point here is when you get married, your life no longer belongs to you. Mm-hmm. And I think there's a lot of things that we can do as men who are preparing for marriage to realize that I need to be more capable of giving myself away. I need to be more capable of being inconvenienced by the needs of others. I need to be more you know, ready and able to step in and serve when it doesn't necessarily feel mm-hmm. nice or pleasurable. To yeah, because serve. a true death to self doesn't mean you don't get your way and you're grumpy about it, Yeah, right? It means you don't get your way, but you're actually seeking joy and, and to serve someone else in the midst of that. Mm-hmm. Yep. Alicia's second one was, it's all about growing in virtue. And after she sent this to me or we sent it over to the guys, we were kind of talking about this a little bit more and I think it's twofold. I think it's an intentional underlining of the purity and chastity stuff. Um, when you when you get married, it's not like your vices just cease to exist and the, the grace of the sacrament just turns you into a virtuous person. You bring all of your habits, good and bad, into marriage. And so anything from chastity and purity to the way that you eat, to the way that you joke about things, to the way that you sleep and when you get up and how late you stay up and how how you keep your room, all of those things are now like constantly bumping up against those habits from another person. And I think that there's a lot of wisdom, Alicia. Thank you for giving us this one. Uh, number three, yeah, also. Well, hold on. She gave you I that love one. you. To what? Just for the record. She gave it to you. I mean, she gave it to everyone, but. No, the, I specifically said, what do Thomas and Steve need to know? <laughs> that wasn't, I don't think that <laughs> what was, those they were have the guidelines. <laughs> what are you hearing from Kate and Allie that Thomas and oh, Steve Oh, we should do said. that. That'll be 2.0 the, That'd be this brutal. next episode. That'd, that'd be painful. Okay, Alicia's number three. Kind of similar to one one of the ones that Allie had. Friendship slash mentorship with a married man mm-hmm. to get you a window into family life. I think we kind of yeah. hit on this already, yeah, yeah, but. Yeah, we did. The, the reality that it is so important to have friends, and, and we're going to dive a little bit deeper into that, but um, I think the the insight there is to get a picture into family life. And I real briefly, I'll just share. My dad tells a story when he was discerning priesthood, married life. Um, he was actually living with a priest, really considering going into the seminary, and it was at a dinner at a family with eight kids where all the kids were sick that he realized he was called to the vocation of marriage. Because he saw the way this husband and wife were able to look at each other in the midst of the chaos and the craziness and the dirty diapers and snot coming out of kids' nose, and he was like, "This is this is the messiness I'm called into." And uh, and so he I got think, it with you. And that's right. Your yeah. siblings. A lot of lot of poop. Um, <laughs> all right. Number four from Alicia was develop a consistent prayer life. Um, I think this came up in in some of the things your guys' wives were saying too, but just so important that life gets more crazy, not less crazy. And so if you are not able to get a consistent prayer life down when you are single, it's it's going to be exponentially more difficult when you have kids and school and 
work and play dates and all that stuff. And then the last thing Alicia said was living an active lifestyle. Um, I'm not really sure where that came from. That's, that one's a little awkward. You look great, Brock. Thanks, man. You're killing it. I love it. Those are great. I did. So my wife got the benefit of hearing both of your lists. So I don't know if that impacted any of hers. So hers were have debt, get rid of it. Part of that's responsibility. Get steward. Get said. rid yeah. of it. Yeah. If you have debt, get so rid get rid of, of that. It. We'll talk more about that in a sec. Learn, learn her second. Learn how to clean a toilet. Learn how to make a bed, mop floors, do laundry. Clean house equals happy wife, happy life. That's I think this one and the next one. I I want to make one comment. The next one she said is be confident in taking care of babies, children, knowing how to change diapers, mm. feed a baby if you need to. Not with your breasts, but with a bottle. When you're, <laughs> so there's a reality to this for the single guys. When you're open to life, and if you're blessed with multiple children in a row, um, and your wife stays at home, there's a. It just it is very overwhelming, right? Cleaning the house, taking care of the kids, all these things. And so any way that you're able to enter directly, immediately into that, into that service, is just a great good to help your beautiful wife. That's that's trying her best to to not drown. Okay, I'm that. just gonna give two tips that have changed our life. This cleaning never comes up in my family we do two things we tidy up when we're done okay mm-hmm. and that sounds like a lot but it's it's pretty simple just just mm-hmm. live pretty neatly second every saturday morning for like an hour and a half mm-hmm. we call it power hour mm-hmm. and we all have our chores and we just knock it out we don't talk to each other we put on music and we just knock out our chores hmm. and our house stays i'm really taking clean. a note of the power hour like oh that. dude revolutionary no a hundred percent we a couple weeks now we're into our kids have a list of when they get home from school everything they need to do and part of that is Every night, tidy your tidy room up. up. Mm-hmm. Well, keep yeah, it, keep you, it clean, but, and yeah. then and when, then Saturday yeah. they have the list of chores. Now yeah. that are the same every Saturday, and so we're we're trying to rock That's that. Awesome. Uh, her her next point: learn some basic Candyman skills. Saves you a ton of money. Make your wife proud. Just learn some basic stuff to do around the house. Have virtuous friends that can call you call you higher. Yeah, we're gonna get we'll to talk that. more about that one. And then a, a direct shot to her husband: get in touch with your emotions because your wife will have them. And we'll want to know how you feel. Mm, I think I disagree with that one. How do you feel about yeah, that? I think Thomas? I just. <laughs> I'm not sure how I feel. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Go okay. to therapy with that one. Just plan, <laughs> plan on therapy. Okay. Okay. I'm going to throw one in. And then we're going to get to our three. Okay. Don't be afraid of therapy or counseling. Yeah. yeah that's guys, a good point, like yeah. therapy and counseling is a great tool and resource. Don't be afraid of it. Doesn't mean you're a failure. Doesn't mean your marriage is a failure. It means. You want to get better. You want to get better. Yeah. And you need a little help. Yep. Yeah. Zero wrong with that. I think all three of us have been to like marriage therapy or counseling at some point. Mm -hmm. Yeah. More people should go. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's one of the most important things in your life and nobody knows how to do it. Yeah. So. No. And and just to give that another underscore, Steve, when we first considered marriage counseling, we were not at a point of crisis. I think Alicia and I both looked at each other and said, we're happy with our marriage, but we both recognize that things could be a lot better. Yeah. So what if we did a couple months with somebody who could help totally. us get better? And to Thomas's point, it's the most important, it's the most important relationship with another human being in your life. Yeah. Like invest in that. Yeah. It's all, and for Ali and I, it was all about communication, right? Like again, no crisis, but how can we get better at this? Mm-hmm. You know, cause sometimes I'll bring things up or, or, or don't bring things up and it just drives her crazy. Yep. Um, or she'll say something or want to have this deep, hour-long, deep, deep, deep conversation. And I'm like, I've got about five minutes in me, you know, <laughs> yep. which is not good. That's not right. So how do we learn how to communicate through? Mm-hmm. I think that's awesome. Yeah, the intimacy, emotional intimacy is, is I think, that last point my wife's bringing up. Not that you have to be a, as, as equivalent to a woman with your emotions, but to be able to have some kind of conversation where you do express something more than yeah. 
well, this is what happened in my day. Yeah. So the three things. Okay. Three stuck out. Finances, friends, and, and freedom. Dude, nice alliteration. Yeah. Know, uh, Thomas was excited about that. Um, finances, I'll, I'll kick it off. Uh, obviously, if you have a lot of debt, try to get rid of it because mm-hmm. debt is, is a, a, enslaves you in so many different ways. And when you enter into marriage... I think, and the you know, finances has become in our culture one of the biggest reasons for divorce, or one of the biggest things that can lead to divorce. There's probably root issues underneath that, but yep. so finances is a big deal. It can cause a lot of tension when you guys aren't on board, and debt just adds to that tension. If you've got a lot of debt you need to pay off, then that again adds to the complication between the two of you and where you're yeah. trying to go financially. It could also just demonstrate a lack of responsibility yep. that you have developed, so yeah. a bad mm-hmm. habit of how you spend your money. So I think finances is a spectacular one to, to figure out how to be financially responsible and get rid of as much debt as you possibly can so you can enter into some financial freedom with your spouse. Yeah, I have an incredible dad, and he put me to work at age eight. Um, I was watering lawns, uh, spec homes of a builder in my neighborhood with like hose and sprinkler. So every hour I'd ride my bike around the neighborhood and like move the sprinkler to a different part of grass. And I did this. We lived in Austin, Texas. Every other day I would do this. And it would take hours to get every lawn completely watered. And then I started mowing those lawns every weekend. We had up to 14 lawns that we would mow on a weekend. And so my Saturdays were a baseball game and then mowing lawns for whatever it was, four or five hours. So I worked my tail off, which was so good. So many disciplines in that. One great aspect was we made a lot of money and I paid for, back then it would have been a typical four years of college. I ended up going for five and a half because uh, I really <laughs> That's loved another podcast. college. <laughs> um, but uh, I, so I had so much money when I went to college that I didn't understand. I didn't budget at all. I had no idea how to budget or why to budget and so as i already joked about when we got married i did have like credit card debt and uh ali and i for the first it was like two years maybe a year and a half we went dave ramsey full-blown after our debt like went crazy i mean we were like not spending money on anything if we ordered pizza and and got a eight dollar bottle of wine that was a big deal i mean it was it was sandwiches and just super cheap not going out no entertainment um to kill our debt. And I couldn't agree more. Had I entered into our marriage really being debt-free already, being even just financially responsible yep. would have saved us a lot of Yeah, you headache. mentioned Dave Ramsey. I'll just jump in if you want to comment. But he's got a really neat book. If you guys really don't have any financial sense to you, don't know where to begin, he's got mm-hmm. a book called Complete Guide to Money. And that just is a good starter, I, I think, some things. There, there's different theories and philosophies you can get into and you can critique him. But one thing he's really good on is how to get out of debt. Oh, just yeah. basic, yeah. yeah, basic how to handle money. Yeah. Investment-wise, There's you know you can get into there's other resources perhaps, but yep. I just want to throw that out. No, I was actually going to underscore that too. When we got married, Father Brendan Rowling, who is a Benedictine monk, gave us a copy of Dave Ramsey's Total Money Makeover. That's and Alicia did, and I yeah. actually read it in the Dominican Republic on our honeymoon. Mm. When we got married, we mm. had probably $20,000 in debt. But by April, we got married in December. By April, we were debt-free. Debt free. Um, and that that was a tremendous gift. And so I love yeah. that we're, we're talking about, Dave, again, once you have wealth and you're trying to build wealth, there might be some other strategies, but he is simply the best when it comes to how to get out of debt. Yep. Credit card debt, school debt, things like that. Yep. And then how to buy in the future, right? Yep. I, I've never bought a brand new car. I've never taken a loan out on a car. Um, and that's from Dave Ramsey. That's just what he talks about. So it's, it's great stuff. All right, let's talk about the next one. Friendship. 
This was a big one. Do our wives yeah. think we need different friends? Yeah, do they, well, you sure. guys are my friends, so I don't know what, <laughs> what Allie's saying there. Dang, uh, Allie. I was like, <laughs> spend less time with your friends. <laughs> Except they all said it to each of us, so I'm yeah. not sure what is going on there. This this one's big. Okay, so when we talk about friendship, and we've talked about this in a previous podcast as well, we're looking at the three levels of friendship, and, and I'm just going to cut straight to virtuous friendship. The, the types of friendships our wives are talking about are the men that can look us in the eye and say, hey, you're being a jack wagon, you know, or you're really clearly struggling with this. I'm going to call you out on it. Yep. And I love you anyways. Yep. Yep. I like it's not going to change my level of love or friendship for you, but you can get better here. Mm-hmm. They're also going to be the guys that when something tragic happens in life, they're the guys that are going to be there. They're, yep. they're going to show up and they're going to help you through that tragedy and they're going to love you. Um, those are friendships that are really, really hard to find. And I did not find them till post-college, way post-college. Um, one of my first ones, Denny Brem, uh, Focus Missionary. He was my missionary on, on campus. We're still best friends to this day. We watch every Super Bowl together. Go Eagles. Uh, hopefully hopefully they won the Super yeah, Bowl. Yeah, he's an Eagles guy, isn't Yeah, he, he is a big yeah, Eagles Pennsylvania guy. boy. Yeah, hopefully they did win. Hopefully they won. If you're listening to this, we'll all know the outcome by then, but hopefully they won. And uh, he's one of those guys. We try to get lunch probably once a month and just speak truth to in- to each other, and um, and it's it's solid. So, and you guys are too clearly. I mean, we get together weekly to record, yep. and and these conversations are a lot of that, really holding each other. Yeah, no, and I, I think it's super important. You know, a couple of the wives mentioned being friends with married guys. I think that's that's a an added cherry on top. But what is vitally necessary is that you have brothers to do this life thing with. Uh, you mentioned it, Steve, guys, that when you get catastrophic news at work or a really, really bad news financially, a really bad news, you know, whatever it is in your life, who's the brother that you can pick up the phone and say, dude, I'm struggling. Can I just get 10 minutes to get stuff off my chest? Or, hey, there's something I really want to pursue in life, some excellence or a, a big fast or a big sacrifice. Would you consider doing that with yeah. me? Those are the types of guys that you want in your life. And I think as it pertains to marriage, there are going to be many areas of your life that for the rest of your marriage, you are called to continuously work on. And you just, you want another set of eyes into the real you than your wife. Not, there's obviously going to be intimate secrets that it's just between you and your wife. But I do think we need brothers who like, I don't need, I, I need other guys to tell me that I need to grow in X virtue and root out Y vice. Because if it's just my wife, I think that's a, that's an opportunity for resentment and friction in the marriage to yeah. build. And so I think it's a it's vitally important that guys actively strive to have other brothers in their lives who can be pushing them, challenging them, but also encouraging them and building them up. And guys that you can hang out with and have fun and not it's not going to lead towards sin, right? So when we when the three of us get together, we can have a drink, we can watch a sporting event or we can just hang out by the grill and Thomas loves smoking different meats and we'll hang out and have drinks by the smoker and and we know we're not going to be telling crude jokes or or talking about indecent things yep. and we can just have fun together in in a virtuous way and yep. i th- see a lot of times we think friendship is the guys that that we can relax with or have fun with but a lot of times it doesn't build us up doesn't and it doesn't fill you lead up either. to virtue it doesn't fill right. us up either and so not only is friendship guys we can grow in virtue with but we can also have like truly joyful fun yeah. with yeah life isn't supposed to be a drag the the i want to add i guess the you're your two lists made a reference to to hang out with Catholic families and, and maybe married guys. But I think that is a spectacular point that needs to be emphasized because we should be seeking a mentor 
you know, mm-hmm. so an older man that speaks into our life because it's different than our peers, which we need that accountability. But men need to learn how to be a man from other men. And often that comes from an older mentor of sorts. Yep. And our culture is not is not set up any anymore. It's, it's not easy to find mentors, right? When you typically were in a tribe or a clan or a village or something, you had the elder men that you spent time with, that you went on hunts with or whatever it was. And that's missing in mm-hmm. so many different ways. So I think finding, if you haven't yet, uh, someone that can be a mentor to you in, in professionally, but personally and in so many different ways is that's so beneficial. And then bringing that into your, I guess, your peer friendships is, is also going to be a blessing for the other men that, that you walk alongside. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think that <clears throat> that idea of a mentor kind of transcends all three of these, right? Whether it's friends, finances, or freedom. Having an older brother that you can say, hey, I, I respect you. I respect the life that you're building. Can I learn from you? Can I get some of your time once a month to ask you harder questions and to be vulnerable? I think that's super important. Uh, the last category is freedom. I think the wives were kind of getting at growth and virtue, particularly mm-hmm. sins of the flesh, chastity, purity, those types of things. But, but what are we thinking about freedom? Well, I mean, we briefly talked about this before we hit record here but if you're struggling with pornography and masturbation um you're not ready to get married if if i could be so bold um you've you really got to master these mm-hmm. and w- what i'm not saying is um we're perfect in in sins of the flesh right um because you'll get married and things will come back and, and temptations will come up again yep. and we'll be tempted to watch movies we shouldn't or shows we shouldn't or scroll too long on, on social media and look at things that we shouldn't. Um, but if it's if it's an addiction, yeah, we've yep. we've got to work through that uh, in, a, in a real way. When I was discerning marriage, Brother Levin Harton, who was my spiritual director, another Benedictine monk, um, he, he told me before I started saving for a ring, I needed to get six months of sobriety yeah. before I could start saving for the ring. Mm. Um, and I, yeah, I think that that's a, that's really wise to recognize that if you, and, and maybe you are currently married and still struggling with pornography yeah. and masturbation, don't, don't get filled with the shame that you're, yeah. you know, that, that, that you're unlovable or that your marriage is doomed to fail, but recognize this is a big yeah. deal that, that needs your attention. Find needs some your friends, find some friends, right? Bring it to the light and ask for, ask for help. So we did it. We did this. an episode called Light Kills Lust on May 16th. So if you guys haven't listened to that one, if, 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 if you're struggling, if you're struggling yeah, here, go back. go back and listen to that. There's some real uh, practical tips on how to start fighting that addiction. Um, I've, I've got another one. So if you're engaged right now or dating and you are sleeping together or struggling with even other forms of impurity, you got to work on that too. Because yep. if you're impure with each other going into marriage, it'll be really hard to remain pure in yep. marriage. And, uh, We've done, Allie and I have done lots of marriage prep couples, and I, I think every single couple was sleeping together, um, maybe except one, but I think, I'm pretty sure they all were. And every single time we said, guys, like, I understand that it's hard. I've been there. Like, I've been engaged with a month left, and you're like, yep, oh, this is so hard. Um, but we just encouraged them. Like, eat, like uh, they were even living in the same apartment, and we said, if you've got to move to the couch, move to the couch. If you've got to get a different room, get a different room. Yep. If you can move out of the apartment, do that. But but change this behavior now. If for nothing else, um, obviously holiness and virtue and purity. But but even if we look at it practically, you want your wedding night to be different. Yep. You want your 
marriage to be different. Yep. And so often couples will go through the beautiful ceremony of marriage and nothing is different. Yep. And so if we're even just looking at the practical state of things, not even looking at the higher level of, of holiness and virtue, and, and, and those are all good, don't get me wrong, but even on a practical level, you want your wedding night to be special. Yep. You want marriage to look different. I love that, Steve. I, you guys were kind of laughing earlier, but that that is why we offered up our chastity and engagement for mm-hmm. the future chastity of our kids. Because I needed something to say yes to, not just a no, yeah. don't give into this, grit your teeth, get through it. Mm-hmm. But I needed something to say yes to. And so I recognized, and, and this was with Alicia's help, that every moment that we were tempted to come together and act like we were married before mm-hmm. we were married, yeah. we recognized this was an opportunity for us to win graces for our kids that we didn't even know yet. And so we, there were many times where we would even just pray in that moment, like, Lord, we would, we love, we would desire to be together, but we want you right now. You don't, we don't even know who they are, but you know who our kids are going to be. Bless them with grace from this moment to protect them when they are going to be tempted to fall into sins against chastity. And uh, so I love that you brought that up, Steve, because that, that's actually, that's endemic in our culture, right? Mm -hmm. Most Catholic couples that are engaged are having sex and many of them are living together. Yep. And so I think we need to talk about it. So beyond that too, we, we hinted at this, I think at the beginning when we mentioned this topic, but just marriage in and of itself is about loving your spouse as Christ loved the church and he gave his life for the church. So for us, it's a constant sh- striving to lay our life down in every way, shape and form for our spouse and for our family mm-hmm. in service right? It's all about being a a servant in those instances. And that just takes that discipline, that virtue, that freedom um, uh, away from any kind of attachments so that we actually can freely give of ourselves in those instances, right? Mm -hmm. If we're attached to our hobbies or whatever it is that that we love to do, it makes it harder for us to actually step in and and love our spouse, love our children when they need it, even when they don't need it, right? For us to be able to serve. And so I think that speaks to just the bigger picture too. Obviously, the things you guys talked about are significant within that, but uh, but it, it, you know, for those of you guys that maybe it's not an issue, porn or whatever it is, maybe you're not sleeping together, we can always just get bigger in, in the way we strive for virtue and yep. get better at that. This was a fun exercise, fun asking our wives uh, what, yeah. what advice, because in reality, they're, they're saying what we could have done better, which is fun. So, well, hey, yeah, yeah probably all of them. Um, you should probably go work out after this, Brock, <laughs> go on a run or something. Uh, if Look, guys, if you're married, I encourage you sit down with your wife and say, hey, what what's one or two things I can get better at? Yep. You know, practically or spiritually, what can I get better at? If you're engaged or dating, ask your girlfriend, hey, what's one thing I, I need to improve upon before we get married? Mm-hmm. And allow them to speak some truth into your life. And find some good friends and brothers and ask them the same thing too. Hey, what can I get better at? All right, guys, that's it for today. This is the Man Catholic Podcast. We'll catch you next time. God bless.